Warning! The following podcast contains strong language, which some listeners may find offensive. If you do... Up yours! That's only if you don't listen to the podcast. Otherwise, not up yours. Did you know the Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all of the social media outlets? Give us a like, follow, share, subscribe, or even a review if you're feeling generous. Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Twitter, Twitch, and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. It is Tuesday. You know what that means. It is me, your Big Tasty, joined, as always, by Faye and Jay. How are we doing? I feel like I'm coasting, coasting the adrenaline. Just for um, oh, this is going to be our um, our double or nothing review. Um, we all watched it last. This so we're recording this on Monday evening. We all watched this last night. Um, show finished about twenty to five. Yeah, it was an early one for AW, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I I managed to sleep I in till about. I managed to sleep in till about midday, um, and I've just been like sort of trying to navigate through the rest of the day um, with varying degrees of success. Really. I woke uh, up at half nine. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I got home from Nats at like six, and I can't sleep. Like once it's like past six, I just give it up then. But doesn't work well. So yeah, it's going to be a very, very low energy yeah. um, discussion today about all, all the matches and action from last night's show. Um, and we'll do a bit of news for you at the end. We're expecting an imminent GCW announcement, aren't we? So we'll hopefully have that for you when it breaks. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Right. We'll start with the pay-per-view and we'll start with the pre-show. Um, only one match on the pre-show this this time around. Um, bit odd. But it was a fun one. It was uh, Matt and Jeff Hardy plus Hook versus the Guns and Ethan Page. And the, the stip was, if the Hardys won, then Ethan Page's contract is owned by Matt Hardy. Um, I mean, this was this was fine, right? I enjoyed this. Matt Hardy like was really really sharp. Um, in this match as well. The internet lost its collective shit because Jeff Hardy, I think it was a spot like where he was like selling his leg and then he like fucked up running up the ropes. Yeah, I had the fear. I, I think it was I think it was definitely meant to happen because the commentators covered for it very like, slickly. They just went straight they, they acted as if like nothing had happened. And um mm-hmm. the internet was like, Oh my god, Jeff's on the drugs and no, he's probably just selling his leg injury and like Oh really? Yeah. Jeff Jeff taking a nasty ass bump. Yeah, he, he sort of um, like fell on his, like the back of his neck, didn't he? Which was upsetting. Also, um, shout out to having the announce table by the yeah. by the ring. I like yeah, that. Yeah, for I reasons. I so happy. Oh, JR, JR. Yeah, JR was fuming as well. JR was really like upset for like the entirety of his time on commentary in the show. Yeah. Yeah, because he got like most of the shit matches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, uh, the Hardys win after Ethan eats two um, twists of faith, one off each brother, and then he gets a red rum for and a tap out. Yeah. Then we have Gangster Tony. That was so weird. So they introduced. Oh, oh. Go on. 
Um, just no, it's okay. I'll follow up from. No, just talk about gangster, talk about gangster Tony. Tell me all about him. It, it was not so much gangster Tony. That was just bizarre. Um, but shout out to like Martha Hart for like she did so well on the mic this mm. time. She didn't seem as nervous. Um, as she I, was last year. I said last night the thing with Martha Hart is is like she's a legit like doctor. Like she's a really smart woman. Yeah. And obviously you can, it comes across when she's talking, like she's really nervous. She's obviously very excited because she's honoring her husband as much as much as like idiots on the internet seem to fucking forget that. Like this is her way of honoring her husband. Like it's not a it's not a fuck you to WWE. It's not a fucking AEW trying to cash in on Owen's legacy. It's Martha wanted to honor Owen's legacy. But she didn't want to do it to the company that she blames for his death. Yeah, and yeah, you can see like she's extremely excited to talk about Owen whenever she does talk about Owen. You've just got to watch the dark side of the ring about it to kind of see that. Like she beams when she's talking about him, and she you could tell like she she was excited, but also because she, as I say, because she's like such a smart lady, she's probably more used to like talking in like a sort of like university lecture like a lecture hall yeah or a convention or, yeah. or or like a fucking dinner for like the owen hart charity not cutting a wrestling yeah. promo so it come across like very awkward but in a, in a kind of charming way because oh, i liked it i thought it was really good because you could see like she was just happy to fucking be there mm-hmm. and happy that people are talking about her husband in a positive light yeah. and to, to anyone who does think anything but that, and is listening to this, stop fucking listening to our podcast. I don't want you, because <laughs> well it, it's it's not down to it's not down to a company trying to fucking cash in on a guy. It's down to a, a woman trying to like memorialize a husband, and she shouldn't be vilified for that in any fucking sense no, of not it. Not at all. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, got a little bit sidetracked there, but I just thought it was an important thing to say. It was valid. It was valid. Uh, yeah, but so I noticed Martha announces. Oh, also, shout out to Daddy Dave on Twitter who referred to her as Martha Owen. By mistake, Aww. because that's how that's how surnames work, right? Um, yeah, totally. So yeah, they um, they announced that obviously what we already knew the Owen tournament was going to start at Forbidden Door, and it's going to take place pretty much entirely in Canada. By the look of things, yeah, which is, explains the hat. Yeah, so and then Tony, Tony came out wearing like, you know, we described as like a sort of weird mounty hat with the Owen Hart Foundation logo on, and um, Martha Hart called him a gangster. He looked so uncomfortable in that. He did. <laughs> he really did. It was so good. He looked like he hated every minute of it. Um, but again, little reminder, if if you fucking forget, it is for a charity. Yeah. It's it's not like it's it's not like it's for a fucking cash grab. It's for a fucking charity. Yeah, oh, sorry, right. I, I've, I've I've seen a lot of idiots on Twitter talking about it today, and I I probably should have just put my phone down. But yeah. oh, I haven't seen that. I'm glad that uh, it's right, got a real stick in my craw. Should we uh, should we move on to the show proper then uh, to the first match? Um, yeah, I love well. That. The reason that they only had one match was because we got to see all the entrances, which I yeah. which I appreciated. Oh, I also want to shout out as well. Um, obviously, I, Renee and Big Show and Stokely would, and someone else who I don't know were doing like sort of intros for like all the matches. Sorry. 
Kazim Fayidi. I think it yes. is. Or Fayidi. Yeah. Apologies, um, I'm probably his name, but he, he's um I believe he's former writer for WWE. Oh right, okay. He, um, he's quite a he's quite a prominent name in, in wrestling anyway. But shout out to when they, they threw to they threw to RJ City, um, interviewing Arn Anderson backstage, and RJ asked Arn, he said, "Are you packing heat tonight?" And Arn's response was, "Ask your mother." And then, without missing a beat, uh, RJ City signed off with, "Well, my new stepfather, Arn Anderson." <laughs> Love that. Um, also, them constantly calling Paul White the Big Show is yeah. hilarious. <laughs> No more BS. It's on the T-shirt. Come on, play the game. Uh, I I love that every time Stokely made a, a reference to like the height, like it it just cracked up Paul. Like my my takeaway from this is I want to see them having like a Tuesday Night Titans style talk show, <laughs> or like an yeah. ESPN panel show with RJ City, Paul White, and like Stokely. Like yeah, three guys a thoroughly. I wouldn't even say Renee needs to be on it just because she like does enough on TV. I'm, I'm talking about people who are thoroughly and en- yeah, no, but I'm talking about people <laughs> who are thoroughly entertaining who don't really get a lot of TV yeah. time. Like Stokely's yeah. is like petered off. Yeah, and this would be the perfect kind of like thing. Like do so- do sort of like a a sports center like ESPN sort of thing. You could do a pre-collision. Like you could do a pre-collision. You could do you could do a post-collision. You could do like talking smack mm-hmm. and. Raw talk used to be. Get Danielson and Renee on one and then Stokely did make multiple references to this being the, the tallest preacher panel of all time, didn't he? He did. He did. Which 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 was great. Uh right then onto the Battle Royal. We saw as you said, baby, we saw all the entrances, which was fucking great. Like the, the actual show started like as Orange's music hit, basically, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which, again, as as we all there's a nice little bit of foreshadowing as well, where like Orange entered and walked through like Swerve and Brian Cage, who then stayed on the ramp. Yeah. Ah, oh, that was so good. It was just a, it was just a little thing, but I was as soon as as soon as that happened, I was like, oh god, sneaky Swerve, <laughs> sneaky sneaky Swerve. So, just to run down the entrance, we had um, Orange Cassidy, obviously, The Butcher, The Blade, Ricky Starks, Bandito, Commander, Lee Moriarty, Big Bill, Davari, Tony Nese, Trent, Chuck, Penta, Phoenix, Kip, Swerve, Brian Cage, Jay White, Juice Robinson, Keith Lee, and Dustin Rhodes. Yeah. was a... A lot of meat in this, wasn't it? Yeah, and but yeah. also lots of flippy boys as well. Um, so it started out like real flippy and like yeah. real like fast paced, and like not everyone got in the ring at this first right straight away, which was sort of like I know like in sort of storyline, like well, why would anyone get in the ring? Why would everyone just stay outside and like wait for everyone else to get eliminated? But some people just got in and had a wrestle, and it was fine. It helped sort of like you know stop it from being a bit too crowded. It meant that like, like Jay people, White, yeah, it meant that people like Commander could just run around the ropes like idiots and jump on people, which was great because um, that was really fun. Um, but again, so AEW did that thing they always do in Battle Royals, which is they use it to advance storylines, which I thought they did very, very well here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you had... Yeah, um, it was... Go on. I was going to say it was interesting because I thought that like you'd have um, Keith and Dustin kind of cancel an out Swerve and Brian and obviously Ricky and um, Bull Club Gold cancel each other out as well. And yeah. it didn't really go that way too much with 
swerve, did it? No, he didn't really get involved with many people at all. He didn't get involved with Keith much at all. It was more Keith and Cage, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. He, did, he did do something that really excited me like about halfway through the match, though, where he teased a little alliance with um, Jay White, which got me really excited. He Should turned just... down Bullet Club previously before when it was um, headed by Jay White because one of Swerve's first match, I think it was his first match back since um, WWE, was it in New Japan Strong and it was against Jay White. Yeah, Swerve. Swerve shouldn't be a uh, a member of a faction. He should be leading a faction. Yeah. He's a yeah. leader, not a, so not a follower. Was, um, there were some really nice moments it, in this. Sorry. Um, go on. Um, so we had some best friend stuff. So Chuck Taylor got eliminated because Orange Cassidy ducked something, basically, that hit Chuck and sent him out. And then a few minutes later, um, Big Bill was coming to nail Orange with a big boot and Trent basically jumped in the way and took it. Which was which was pretty lovely. That was lovely. About three um, minutes before this, um, fun little snippet. Um, I just offhandedly said to Pete, um, because I was watching it in that, I was like, "What if, what if best friends are like eliminate Orange?" Pete got so fucking mad with me. He literally <laughs> got so angry. Uh, they they wouldn't do that. Yeah, Ricky Starks took out both of Bullet Club, which was really cool. Um, that, that pop when Ricky eliminated Juice was so fucking loud. Yeah, the fans were like, fans were big. Nice. Fans went into a lot tonight, but they were big into Ricky Starks, which was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Penta actually yeah, like, eliminated Ricky Phoenix, Bobby. which was a big one. That was sad. We, we, well, there was a nice tease, wasn't there, between like Bullet Club Gold and Lucha Bros, which mm. got me... I need I that. Got, Really excited, like that little. Who was it? Oh. I was gonna say that little exchange with like Jay and Penta near the end was fucking awesome. Yeah, it was. It's Who was range. it? The big Bill kicked out, kicked in the face, and just um, ended them. Was it Bandido? Might have been Bandido. Yeah, yeah might. Uh, yeah, command, yeah. command got eliminated because he was running the ropes, and Jay White just shoved him off. <laughs> which, 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 which was Fuck great. around and find out. Yeah. Oh no. Wait, what? Wasn't it when he eliminated Trent? Big Bill. I don't know who it was, when, but he kicked Trent, someone in the face and it was... Trent, Trent pushed Orange out the way. Yeah, Trent got kicked in the face real hard. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, Big Cause, Bill, cause Big I Bill was on the arse. Did, did the one on there, Bandido. Yeah, yeah, Bandido, that was yeah, a really cool Big moment Bill as well. Like a star. That was a really cool moment earlier on where all the luchadors sort of like protected Bandido while he did like a massive like delayed vertical suplex on Jay White. Yeah, that was that was awesome. Yeah, um, there, there was a lot of um, there, there was a lot of kind of cool stuff with all each of those in this match. Bandido um, running the ropes. I'm oh, sorry, Commander running the ropes when he first got in, but because he Stop. hadn't got in the ring, yeah, he wasn't eliminated. So yeah. like he was just on the ropes. It was great. Yeah, right, yeah, so we, got was to, we got down to a final four, which was Swerve, Big Bill, Penta, and Cassidy. Um. Penta tried to like sort of tee up against Big Bill Big Bill just threw him over the ropes basically he, just, he was too strong and then Swerve was just like alright you, you want to pick up Orange and eliminate him that's fine and so as he sort of pressed Big Bill pressed him and then Swerve just attacked him from behind and threw him over and so it ended up being Swerve and Orange then they had like a sort of really awesome like five six minute match which was just like oh yeah and it, they, they, they it both... just goes to show like 
I was going to say, it just goes to show that the end of Battle Royals don't just do like a straight elimination. Like, give, don't do it all the time. But like, obviously there was, um, there was like Undertaker and Shawn Michaels is the really famous one, isn't it? From the Royal Rumble where they had like a 10 minute match at the end. Yeah. And they did it with uh, the Royal Rumble this year with Cody and Gunther. Um, and obviously they do it whenever they do like a Battle Royal like this. A lot of the time they'll, they'll drag it out a little bit. Um, and give it a, give it its own time to kind of like breathe, but also build like a really tense storyline. Like, don't know about you guys, I need Swerve vs Orange Cassidy to happen like ASAP. Yes. Yeah, I that. wouldn't be mad if um, if Swerve were to take it off Orange, to be honest, because Orange is fucked. I have a funny feeling Miro's going to come and collect our name. Orange's broken feel, body. I feel like Miro's going to come back because obviously he was the favorite to win it last year. Mm-hmm. And like challenge Orange like soon, and just mer- maybe the first episode of the collision just murder Orange on that. Yeah, yeah. Wow, what a statement that'd be. Um, so if to at the end as well, Swerve went for a was was teasing a stomp on the apron, which looked was going to be horrendous. And then like Orange managed to like knock him off the top rope, and then Swerve was sort of like one handed like hanging on. And then Orange was going to go for an orange punch, and then he just he just went nah and just kicked his arm instead and, and sent him off. And Swerve yeah. did like Swerve did like the cartoon like arm flailing as he fell backwards, which was uh, which was great. Brilliant. Nice. He's awesome. Well, one thing I was slightly disappointed about was obviously because Prince Nana was getting involved a lot. I was really hoping Danhausen would come and help out. Yeah, yeah. He, doesn't need to, he doesn't need to be fit to do that. He doesn't need a working arm to kick. Yeah, but he doesn't need to work an arm to curse Prince Nana. And let's face it, the the entertainment value of those who just like being petty little bastards would be hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. Next up, then we'll talk about Chris Jericho versus Adam Cole, the unsanctioned match. Um, Jericho came out with all the boys. Sabu was out. Um, Roddy Strong was out. And yeah, this match was kind of weird. Um, so first off, Sabu was out for about three minutes, and then he just fucking disappeared. As did everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, literally Roderick Strong fought off like four members of the JAS on his own to the back. Yeah. Um th- this match was it was fine. Um it went far too long and it was it was essentially for me, it felt like Jericho had watched the match that um Adam Cole had, had well, the matches Adam called had with Kyle O'Reilly and Riley, yeah. um, Alistair Black in NXT, the two unsanctioned ones. Yeah. And he, he said, let's let's recreate them. And obviously, when they had those matches, they were both like in the sort of like early 30s. Chris Jericho isn't. It's no yeah. disrespect to Chris Jericho. Jericho. When he tried to do the like insult spot and Cole did the super kick, um, and Jericho, that's what like, I thought. That's what I remembered yeah. off that um, Alistair Black. Yeah, well, um, it's like it's like yeah. the iconic spot that he, he did from that match, and it was like, oh yeah, of course they're gonna do that. Like they, even the the chain stuff was from the Kyle O'Reilly one, um, but it it didn't land as well because Jericho wasn't working like that kind of style. He was it was very plodding at times, very slow paced, and. I just, I just think as well the placement on the card, like it, 
there was too much stuff that was similar. Like, that's, well, that's this, it. The... So, so having having now seen the show in its entirety, like in 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 a bubble, I was like, this is this is quite bad. Like, this is not enjoyable. Um, but now having seen the rest of the show, I think it was kind of fucked because there was so many. There was a ladder match. There was anarchy in the arena. You know, there was all this other like nonsense going on later in the show that they couldn't take any any of it off because they they couldn't do they couldn't really do that much blood because the main event was blood city they couldn't do anything like like really weapony because the ladder match was full of weapon and table spots and so they they kind of this match just shouldn't have really happened i don't think and i think it also suffered from being so close to the roddy strong jericho match the other week which was so much better yeah i i think to be honest like the it felt like the whole feud anyways felt very rushed. Like they've literally gone from naught to like fucking blood feud in about four weeks. Yeah. And while that's, that's not necessarily a bad thing. It felt like this is going to be like a, not maybe not a one and done, but it's definitely designed to elevate Cole for like a main event push. Yeah. My, I mean, it, it, my thing was, um, is that later on in the evening, it was announced that um, Chris Jericho and Soraya would be facing Britt and Adam in a mixed tag match. I think you probably could have put this on the pay-per-view and yeah, then done like done like this, like nearer to maybe Blood and Guts or Forbidden Door or something like that. Like you could have done some, put that a bit further along, I think. I reckon Adam Cole's Sonata's challenger is forbidden door myself. Oh, I'd which love is, that. Which is probably why they're trying to, they're trying to get this out of the way. Shoehorn this Jericho view. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't all bad. Though, like the, 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 there were some spots I really enjoyed. Um, so when um, Cole was in the walls of Jericho and he tried to get to the ropes and then the ref was like, no, nah, there's no rope breaks, mate. So we have to go under the ring and get like a fire extinguisher while he was in the walls of Jericho and like used it to break the, the thing. That was I, I enjoyed that. Um, Cole fell off the top turnbuckle through a table on the outside, which was fucking hardcore. Um, and Jericho just got fucking wailed on. Like, but Brit hit him like super hard with that kendo stick. You could yeah. see the welts on the side of his body. Like, they I were, love that. That was so good. They were severe. And then towards the end of the match yeah. as well, uh, the finish was basically Cole just pounding Jericho. Like, it was um, Brock Orton kind of thing, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, and Jericho that, stoppage, thought... wasn't it? Jer- yo, Jericho had like a legit shiner from Adam just potatoing him in the face, like, repeatedly. Yeah. Oh, he was, he was bleeding from his eye, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I got like, really worried by that. Blood, like, call of blood on his hand from Jericho's like eye. Um, my my only issue with it was, again, and this is like just me kind of nitpicking, was he had a chain round his knee, and he's hammer fisting Jericho in the face. Like, why didn't you just wrap that round your fucking hand and just start wailing on him? With he that? tried. He tried to. I think he, he got tangled. Yeah, he tried to. So he had the he had the chain wrapped on his right hand, and he started using that. But then it was like he couldn't get enough like. Distance on his fist because it was tied it, it to was his stuck leg. Round, it was stuck around his leg, wasn't it? Yeah, so like he, ended up getting, he ended up just giving up and like hitting Jericho with his other hand, which was, yeah, they kind of improvised. It was it was fine. But yeah, a little bit of a weird mm. one this. Uh, I, I, it definitely went too long. 17 minutes was too much for this. Like, it really was. They, they could have done every everything they tried, like they were trying to do, they could have done in 12. Mm. Easy. Uh, all right, next up then we'll talk about tag team title action. Uh, FTR versus Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal with Mark Briscoe as a special guest referee. Um, 
Yeah, again, so this one went a bit long. 20 minutes, this, this match. 20, 20 long Jeff Jarrett minutes. Um, 20. Listen up, slap nuts. It's not working, pal. Um, <laughs> it, it's, again, this could have been 10 minutes. The last the last five minutes of this match were absolutely sensational. Yeah. yeah. But everything that led up to it was just a slog. We didn't need yeah. six minutes of Jeff Jarrett getting his heating on Cash Wheeler. No. no, we didn't. We didn't need that big, long, drawn-out fucking Sunjay getting chased around the ring spot. No. Um, so should we just talk about the last five minutes because that was the best part? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was from obviously from Sunjay getting ejected, and then Jared tried to blindside Dax with the guitar, hit Mark, and then just shit hit the fan. Yeah. Um, Aubrey tried to come out and like count because did Jared got chat machine didn't he yeah no um so Mark got like fucking yeah he got hit with the guitar didn't he Mark yeah but then then FTR oh it was Jay got FTR chat machine Jay straight after didn't he yeah Um, yeah so then Aubrey came out she was trying to get down to the ring Sanjay was blocking her and then out of nowhere Karen Jarrett nails Aubrey with the other guitar yeah and now Karen Jarrett is banned from AEW Unrestricted. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else was good was the and I and I hate to pay a compliment to MJ Lethal, but that double lethal injection was mm-hmm. nice. I, also, I mean, like, props to props to Sanji yeah. for having two pencils, one behind each ear as well. And I really enjoyed that. Well, and he on had four, actually, I had one on each sleeve. Yeah. Oh, did he? <laughs> and that, yeah, that that portrait of them all walking down like the country road on the back of his jacket was phenomenal. <laughs> Um, yeah, like every, th- those are really good kind of like frantic exchange where they were getting referees down, and obviously the the heels were trying to stop like trying to trying to stop any kind of like interference. Um, oh, sorry, any kind of referees from interfering with them, basically their fuckery essentially. Uh, then the finish, Jarrett hit Dax with the belt and then hit the stroke. Mark counts the really slow, like it was insane, wasn't it? Because he's obviously just been woken up. Um, and Jarrett's like getting in Mark's face. Mark slaps the taste out of his mouth. Yeah, he does. If, you me- if you remember, the, if you remember the slap he did on Dynamite, it was another one of them, basically, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. um, yeah, an FTR retain. Um, again, my, an issue I did have with this was. This could have just been a match that they did on like Battle of the Belts or something. Mm-hmm. It didn't. Double or Nothing's arguably the biggest AEW pay per view of the year. It didn't need to be on the show. Remember when the AEW tag team title scene was red hot and had some of the best tag teams in the world? Yeah. It, it's insane, isn't it? That like they still have those teams there, but for whatever reason, they're just like, oh yeah, let's get give Jarrett and Lethal another shot. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I've got I've got a problem with that. Like, it's fine. They're they're a legitimate tag team, and it's it's they they told an interesting story, and it's worth it because we got that that awesome and, we got that awesome vignette where they went down to the Briscoes farm and helped out, which was amazing. I, I was a, I was about to say, as far as character work goes, there's not many people who can kind of match up to Jarrett and AW. Like, he he's such a dislikable heel, and obviously he brings like a different kind of sort of flavor to everything because he's like a sort of old school Southern heel. Like mm. a and, and so many of the heels in AW are like cool heels that like people like. Yeah, to everyone loves like, them. Yeah, 
Jarrett arguably is the, like the top heel because he's the one who everyone does detest the most. Yeah, yeah. does even, even MJF, like people hate him, but they love they love to hate him. They love he gets, him. He, he gets pops, Whereas, doesn't he? Like Jarrett, Jarrett never gets pops. Jarrett just gets booed. Like that's that's it. Yeah. No, but Jarrett's smart in the sense that because obviously there's a lot of sort of like from like the nineties and like the early two thousands where he was kind of like just forced into this top guy position where obviously in WCW it was because he was made to Russo and then in TNA it was because he owned the company. Mm-hmm. The, genuine, <laughs> the genuine kind of dislike for him for it. So like he just plays off it now. Like, you know, he knows he's not gonna, he's not gonna be the top guy, but he also knows, oh yeah, I can get heat off this though. Yeah. And he does, he gets, he gets nuclear heat. Like, as I say, he, he's one of the guys that like gets like the, most booze every like, week because like it's almost like his gimmick is like he, he's like you say it's self-aware isn't it like yeah i know you hate yeah. me because i got put over pushed so i'm just going to pretend to be i'm going to play that character who is happy like i'm friends with like I, I politic my way into like higher positions and like you know i'm gonna play your perception of me basically yeah which is yeah. awesome it's so much fun uh yeah, yeah i mean i just I, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna i'm not gonna i mean, i don't want to i don't want to you know put the blame on anyone but the acclaimed had a much better match with with Jarrett and Lethal that's because the acclaimed were working in a claim match whereas FTR like have that sort of old school style anyway and they they were all kind of playing into it being like this old school sort of like mem- like territory Memphis style fucking yeah. the mm. baby faces conquering the shitbag heels and so there's so many moving parts. It was like it was like a, it felt like a proper like, as I say, like, eighties territories match. Yeah, yeah. Which is fine because, it, you know, AEW's a variety show. There's stuff for everyone in there. But at the same time, when you've got that on the card, where, like, I'm I'm just gonna say, it, I was pissed off. Rush wasn't on this card at all. Yeah. Like Rush has been fucking on fire recently. Powerhouse Hobbs another one. Mm. When you got guys like that, like LFI could have been the fucking challenges to FCR easily there, and I think they could have had a much more compelling storyline than this. For me, I felt the same way I said to Nat about Daniel Garcia not being on the cards as well. Like, but it, he at least got like the bit where he was brawling with Roderick Strong at ringside. Yeah, could you just give them a match though? They could have, they should have, but he was actually physically there. Yeah, Roosh wasn't even fucking. There, except for uh, Brian Danielson. Hey, listen, up in his- all I'm saying is, if Aussie Open haven't got the belts within like seven days of Mark Davis being cleared, then FTR have been doing some politicking. Yeah. Yeah. CM Punk's coming back, though, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, they we'll move it on. the belt so they can do the trios, haven't they? Yeah. Uh, we'll move it on. Is. We'll move it on. We'll talk a ladder match. Uh, Wardo versus Christian Cage. Christian Cage comes out and sends Luchasaurus to the back. He said he's got this. Um and then ladder the weirdest cut off turtleneck I've ever seen. Yeah, and then ladder crime happens. Yes, that one, that one ladder, that one specific ladder. They're like no others, (laughs) just the one ladder. Until until Rick Knox was like, no, you can't (laughs) use this. It's dead now. You have to get another one. (laughs) Uh, So early on. Early on, Christian baseball slides into Wardlow while he's holding the ladder. Then he goes to jump over the top rope and Wardlow goes to use the ladder, like swat him out the air, which was great. Um, 
at some point, Christian's on the ladder, Wardlow jumps onto it, and the ladder just fucking dies. It's just like, it's just not yeah, good. He, he tried to do the Shelton Benjamin spot of like springboarding onto the ladder. But then. But Wardlow weighs I, about 10 times what Shelton Benjamin weighs. I, so. I, I was, was going to say, add like 50 pounds onto that, and the ladder's <laughs> just going to give up. Um, oh, when he yeah, fell. I, um, I, thought, and... I thought he'd legit injured himself because he was like holding his shin, wasn't he? Um, oh. When he fell though, and um, that ended badly for Wardlow because he like sounded like he was nearly throwing up on the outside when um, yeah. he basically got low blow by the ladder. But I said to oh, Pete, yeah. I-, "I went, is it is it Christian's new um, new angle to make like no to have these orphans not have any other children? So I'm gonna they end just up, can't have like- I'm gonna end your family's <laughs> dynasty right there." <laughs> Um, yeah, so Luchasaurus comes out, but he doesn't really interfere. He just rolls Christian back in the ring, basically. And um, yeah, so then, like you say, Waterloo's on the outside, like dead. And then Arn Anderson comes out, and he helps. He likes that's just before the springboard, isn't it? He helps Wardlow back up into the ring and stuff. Uh, then Luchasaurus goes, he chokes um Wardlow, and then he goes to choke slam Arn Anderson, but Arn bites his thumb and then has a blood pack in his mouth, and blood goes everywhere. I thought it was a blaze, and he just blazed at the inside I, of his I, mouth. I was gonna say I wouldn't be surprised if Arn like legit just bit the fuck out of Luchasaurus. <laughs> oh, it was horrible, wasn't it? Based on Luchasaurus's reaction, um, to it, and Christian, um, Christian cut his ear open, didn't he, from like falling yeah. off the. Ear. Mm. You see, like the lobe, it was horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought um, Arn had a blade in his mouth for how bad the blood was, like afterwards. <laughs> Yeah, so then um, Luchasaurus ends up on a table on the outside. Wardlow swantons off like the biggest ladder through the table, which was in fucking sanity. He hit it so well as well. It was so clean. It was gorgeous, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then there was that really like awesome like meme shot of Christine because like peeking up over the apron. <laughs> which is, it's, it's, I've already seen it in like five different memes today. It's it's incredible. It's very good. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's fucking great, isn't he? It's visual. It's visual comedy. It's visual like language is so good. Like it's, it's the way he uses his body to tell the story and like and like create like hilarious like moments like that is oh, it's superb. Yeah. Um. And then so Christine gets up on the ladder. Wardlow comes in. Oh, and this I, I really enjoyed this finish. So Arn like shakes the ladder. So Christine falls off. As he falls, he falls like onto Wardlow's shoulders and he just power bombs the shit out of him. Yeah. Just one power bomb as well, but it was like just one. Yeah, that's, but all, that's all it needed. His soul transcended like into the fucking astral plane after that one. Yeah. He just he rolled like out the ring. He was, like, his, his body just evaporated. It was just like it was insane. Um, and then yeah, Wardlow climbed up and, and grabbed the title. Um, this felt to me like basically Wardlow and Christian watching like the the last match, the last two matches, being like, oh fuck, we gotta we gotta fucking move the needle here, boys. Yeah, I mean. At least you've got a guy who's like a veteran at ladder matches and Christian. Like mm. he he just he just is. He's he's fucking good, isn't he? JR put him over on commentary of how good he is at ladder matches. Um on di- Anderson di- earlier on was like, see him lift a ten foot ladder, and I was like, Yeah, I can believe that Christian <laughs> work with ladders, like it's the most believable thing ever. Yeah, like there was a couple of um there was a couple of spots that obviously like were from um previous Christian matches as well. Like the uh, obviously the the springboard spot, the Swanton, um 
and the, there was as well even like even like the the way the kind of ladder when it wasn't meant to fell Christian like shifted his weight enough to land in like a horrible position that was the same as he did against their uh, Chris Jericho yeah yeah um, and they had their ladder match so it was like there's a couple of the cool little callbacks um I'm a big Christian fan anyway so it was nice nice to see that but I think yeah. Wardlow beating a guy like Christian's definitely a step in the right direction to like trying to get yeah get some of his legitimacy back because he's been fucking meandering around this pitch now for like a year it feels like this is like a really i mean i don't know what's in store but it feels like a really nice sort of solid base for to build a really decent tnt title run here now doesn't it Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. just just keep it on him for like a good five six months let him have an actual solid run with the fucking thing don't hot potato it um and we're fine yeah uh, right next up then we have the women's title match Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm I really liked um the build to this I know it was very it was very sort of out of nowhere in a, in a little ways but the way they sort of spun it the last week or so and like it, it became more Tony Storm saying you want to be the champion when AW comes to Wembley and I'm going to take that away from you it made it all in feel like a massive deal. Yeah, which was really nice. Um, so Storm comes out first. Jamie's music plays. No Jamie. And like, and obviously, I got the fear. Yeah, well, obviously, there's rumors. Those rumors that she was hurt, wasn't there, and that she wasn't going to be able to wrestle. And like, we were all like, they were playing into that a little bit. But then it played again a second time, and she came out being attacked by um, everyone. Soraya and Ruby. <laughs> Presumably, at this point, Britt had just gone off to get a Mackey's with with Adam Cole after their match. She's still beating um, up Chris Jericho on the back. Yeah, she's, she's wailing on Jericho with well, a kendo stick. Britt, Britt was out, so it made it. I'm I'm surprised. I, I imagine they'll probably do it on All Access. I was going to say I was surprised there wasn't any kind of reference to this on being the elite, but why would there be? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he did something on All Access where like Britt's in the trainer's room with Cole and then like, oh shit, I need to go. They're the getting Jamie. Yeah. Um, and I mean, let, let's face it regardless of how long Jamie's out for, we know for a fact she's going to be going straight back into this title picture. Oh, yeah. Probably probably winning the belt back. I don't um, That's my prediction. That'd be lovely, I, wouldn't it? I, well, yeah, like, we, we all kind of, like, came to that conclusion last night that it's like, if she's out for... I mean, it's a shoulder injury, isn't it? So that's... Mm-hmm. One, thing, one thing I really enjoyed was so this match was, it was, it was very overbooked and it was obviously there to make Hater like not have to do anything because she was kind of fucked because um, like um, Britt came out eventually and Sheena came out and there was big like a lot of fighting around the ring but one thing I really liked the finish um, was uh, the turnbuckle pad had been taken off and Tony got sh- uh, sorry Jamie got shoved into the turnbuckle the exposed turnbuckle and then got Storm Zeroed which is like the sort of the reverse of what happened when she beat Tony for the belt and obviously, and they've, oh, yeah. the eyes as well. obviously they've switched positions as well. So like obviously Jamie was the heel and Tony was the face. So now it's the same thing, the heel using the thermal to beat the mm-hmm. face, which uh, but it was the, the I I, re- I kind of appreciated that. I thought that was really nice. Uh, she also they also did the exact same finish as well. Um so earlier on, again that the, the Timberhole was exposed most of the match. Um Tony got shoved into it by Jamie and then she hit Haterade, but because her arm was hurt, she was she, that scream felt really real, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> she basically screamed and then like rolled around in pain for a bit and then made the cover, but it was like there was too much time, so so Tony kicked out. Um so they did the did they did the exact um, when she took the tape off her shoulder as well, you could see the bruising on her arm, like it didn't mm. look good. 
Yeah, she looks real hurt. Hopefully, hopefully she rests up now and she hopefully she's good to go for all in. It'd be an absolute shame for it to miss that. Do the Matt Jackson air rehab thing that he did that got him back in two months. Not the stem cells <laughs> and the fucking cryo chambers or whatever the fuck he does. Uh, having all the uh, the IVs like daily stem cells, just yeah. yeah. Apparently, it's really helped though, hasn't it? Because he did make a super quick comeback. Yeah, mm. it's how it's how Rey Mysterio um, survives basically. Well, yeah, well he, <laughs> he, he had he had a similar sort of injury a couple of years ago, and he. It's how he treated it, and it basically meant that he didn't have to get surgery. And they were like, WWE were going to kind of like just like get him surgery so he'd be back for Mania. And he was like, Well, I actually, I want to, I want to wait just to see how long it, like, if I can avoid surgery. And he ended up being back in like six to eight weeks. So it's like, I'm just it's amazing what stem cells is. I'm going to just like, inject all these babies it. straight into my wrist and like see what <laughs> yeah. happens. Um, but yeah, like, so it's three months today isn't it to all in weekend yeah yeah so oh my god three months to get jamie back to mayor the shape i think she can do that yeah i think she can do that too awesome uh right then next up we had the house of black open challenge um so julia's got a new hat which is awesome it's fabulous she had the witch fingers back as well yeah, she they were so big she could barely hold the titles. Which, which she is, looked like Game the Vampire from Resident Evil. Yeah. Um. So yeah, a couple of a couple of choice. So anyway, so the, the open challenge answered by the acclaimed. Um, a couple of choice that lines. A couple of choice lines. Yeah. Um, about um, Buddy getting cooked by a guy called Dominic. Ma- oh. Max Cast is just like trying to like incite murder upon himself, isn't he? Um, yeah. I was sat with I'm... Dot and um, Nat, and the <laughs> the lines about like the blackface and about them all being white, like <laughs> they were just like good point. I was like, fuck's sake. <laughs> and then yeah, you said in the it ramp, so they, didn't, they didn't need a special role to beat their emo asses. And yeah, yeah. this match and then this match was actually like really really good. Um, yeah. It gave me something I never knew I wanted, which was um, Brody King versus Billy Gunn, which ignited something within me. I was, I was going to say Malachi Bowens. Like they had some really good chemistry whenever they were working. Yeah, I liked the bit at the start where, well, near the start where they were going for Shift Me Timbers on Malachi. Or Shift Me Timbers. He just caught into a knee bar. He just caught him in a knee bar. Yeah, he's like, nope, you, you've, yeah. you, you've given me your leg, you fucking idiot. Now I'm going to murder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Oh, the yeah, rope they... breaks was so helpless as well, where he's like grabbing them. He's like, I'm good, I'm good. And the ref's like, no. Yeah, house rules, baby. Yeah. Um, they, they, I feel like this has kind of opened the door for a rematch already as well, because the acclaimed kind of almost had like the arrogance to say we don't need our own rules. So now they can kind of go to the back of the queue, but always be kind of like there. Well, we were saying last um, week, where I mean, I'd love to see this turn into a bit of a feud because the acclaimed, they're like that sort of preening, prima donna sort of t- team that like the House of Blacks, like that's what they're like against. Like they're against all this like mm-hmm. self aggrandizing nonsense. And aren't the pageantry. They? Yeah. Well, yeah, the House of Black are basically nihilists, aren't they? They just they don't care about anything except like destruction. They, they believe in nothing. They, they believe in nothing. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, but a really, really fun match. Um, the end, Billy Gunn just went fucking famous and mental, didn't he? Um, oh my god! When he famous at Brody, and he sort of flipped over and landed on top of him. Yeah, it was the it was the one through the ropes that was like oh, on buddy. buddy, where he yeah. just screamed, "Fuck oh, your buddy!" <laughs> uh, yeah, and then he was like, he was dead happy, and then he turned, uh, he, he was doing the cross chops, turned around, and just got black masked into the fucking nether realm. It was literally yeah. like what would happen if Malachi Black kicked the tree. Like that was, how, <laughs> that was how Billy fell. Like he just crumbled to the floor. If Billy Gunn falls and there's no one around to hear it, it, it was it was. Does he still like, scissor somebody? That's the question. It, it was literally like you know when you see like dictators get toppled and the statue get pulled over. <laughs> that's how Billy Gunn fell over. It was so that's, 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 that's action I've not seen since the photo of Gaddafi. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. Um, I wow, didn't think, didn't, didn't like... think I'd get Colonel Gaddafi into the fucking deal. <laughs> Double or nothing review. I love Malachi Black to just go on like a fucking tear, just toppling dictators by black mass and the statues over. Oh, my God. <laughs> New meme format. Just, just goes to Moscow and just kicks over a statue of Putin and then it begins. Oh, my God. Starting a new Arab Spring just by round kicking statues they, like, yes they they bring they bring like a fucking panzer tang, tang out and brody king just walks out alongside malachi is like the the answer <laughs> uh right so yeah that was that was i really enjoyed the match it was really really fun this this felt like the definite if, if, the, if the match before sort of like started like the, the the sort of the kindling this is where the fire started like building here wasn't it like this was this was like yeah. the crowd were waking up the acclaimed but like i think the first like loud pop since the battle royal was like when the acclaim came off yeah um, and it just it felt like okay everyone's everyone's alright for this now okay we're, we're, we're cooking here and like let's go uh, next up we had Jay Cargill versus Ty Valkyrie I mean just to the very start the two entrances were phenomenal they had like dancers out yeah. and um, Jade had like members of her like sorority out which was there which oh, was really that was cool lovely. yeah um, and they had someone who I'm too old and white to know about doing music for her. <laughs> but it was really was good of, I thought she was one of Jade's friends I mean, Jade knows like, Jade is Jade knows literally everybody famous in the. She's ever, a baddie. So, yeah. yeah. No, um, Jade. Just, just by the way, they were kind of like where with each other when Jade got to like the bottom of the ramp. Mm. Like it was a bit more kind of like personal than like when you see like a rapper like wrap someone out to the ring and then you have that awkward kind of exchange <laughs> with the rest. Like, yeah, I just sing your song. Also, shout out to Jade for finally finding an outfit that she wasn't like constantly falling out of during the match, which was nice. Yeah. Um, she got that fit down. Um, but yeah, so the start of this match, there was like an audibly loud um dueling chant for Jaden Tyre, which was awesome. Yeah, like crowd really into this. Um, and the match itself was a fucking banger. Like Jade it's did a so springboard. Good. Yeah, e- easily Jade's best match he's had. Yeah, like comfortably. I mean, um, and, it, and it did. Guess what? It didn't fucking stick around too long. Nine minutes, boom, bang, bosh. Yeah. Everything you, everything you I- wanted. I think as well, though, like as soon as because Tyre was very dominant in this match, mm-hmm. not not to the point where it made Jade feel like she was under threat of losing. Like it still felt like very this can go either way, which you don't really get out like that often when you've got someone who's portrayed like Jade, where they're just like they're just like a force of nature. Yeah, um, I mean, I love the bit where Tyre jumped off off the top rope to the outside, and Jade just moved out of the way, and she just murdered Mark Sterling. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and then, obviously, Tyre finally hit like the road to Valhalla on Jade, and I was like, "That's it, that's it, it's over." So then, when Jade kicked out, I was like, 
oh fuck. I mean, that was like yeah. a two point nine 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 nine, wasn't it? It, it was, was like, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and then Jade had jaded, and Tyre had no fucking answer for it. <laughs> no, yeah. Well, so the, well, the, 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 the road to Valhalla not as good as jaded. There you go, official I, official confirmation. I feel like Tyre's going to end up going after Athena now. Yeah, right. We're well, moving on then to yeah. the next match, which was the pillars match. Yeah. Um, what? <laughs> Can't just leave it. Oh, they, they look so annoyed at you. Um, uh, no, so after the match, this was Jade sixty and zero. By the way, so they put a big thing of sixty and zero on the screen. Yeah. Um, Mark Mark Sterling and comes up, comes up, and Sammy Guevara. <laughs> Mark Mark Sterling comes out and tempts a bit of faith by saying. Uh, Jade will. There's no one left to challenge Jade. She'll take on any challenger, any time, any place, anywhere. Um, Chris Statlander's music hit, and I'm like, first I'm like, oh, brilliant, stats back. We'll, we'll we'll have this match in like a few weeks' time. It'll be great. They can build a little feud. And then I was like, oh no, this match is happening right now. Was yeah. This not new, yeah. Was this not new music? Because I didn't it was new new music. I didn't yeah. recognize it either. Like, it was only up. when it was only the fact that like my because I was like a bit behind because like my fight throws. So I was about like ten seconds behind. So my phone was going fucking ape shit. I was like, "Well, <laughs> this is someone big." And then, well, at first, like as soon as, as, soon as saw, Mark, yeah. as soon as Mark started like announcing that, I was like, I "Wonder if it's Jordan Grace." Like, I wonder if that's gonna happen. But yeah, been cool. But I, I think. I feel like stats this, in the plan for a while. This, yeah. this meant this. I mean, with respect to, I love Jordan Grace. I'd love to see her come to AW, but this meant more. This was, Yo, so, yeah. this was, was so good. We were all I in tears. It, I didn't realize it was a year to like almost the day that Statlander challenged Jade the first time. Oh, wow. And she, got she got hurt like not long after because when they were doing like the press conference after, Tony was like, oh, yeah, like I remember the reaction that you got last year when we were here. In the match with Jade, so obviously we had to, we we had to like kind of like follow that up, and it just t- turned out the time and wise it was then. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Chris looked fantastic. She looked like she like put in a lot of work to get back to like. Also, at the top of the ramp, she um she signed Mama's Home in American Sign Language. She did. Yeah, she um, <laughs> she she looked like she she looked like she'd like put as I say put in the work to make sure like. She ain't getting hit again anytime soon. Yeah, I, I saw her like I saw her on Instagram the other week doing like a workout, but like upside down because she's a fucking machine. So you know, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, like and he, she did. She even looked like she hadn't missed like a fucking beat. And called to fight for that was because she'd been she'd been back on the road for like a couple of um mm-hmm. about two months now. So she's been good to go for two months. Okay. Um, She's just wanted to make sure, like, she had like the right moment to come back to, as opposed to, because she said just she said back like, when she was ready. Yeah, she said like on the on the press conference, um, it was it was such a juxtaposition as well because like she followed MJF, so like MJF was doing the usual like being an absolute bastard, and then you had Chris coming out being really like humble and like just happy to be back and like it was he, like she said like she was scared that she wasn't gonna get a reaction coming out and then. She got that reaction, so it would be better. Mm. Um, yeah, it, it was. It, it's great to see, and I think she's the perfect person to have done it. So, as as mm-hmm. you say, like it's a good moment. But she she said the the point I was making. She said that um, 
she wanted to know how she could top coming out of a, um, a cl- claw machine as a comeback. <laughs> and this was it. <laughs> That's yeah, fair. Um, but yeah, so yeah, Jade, it, this was a really quick match. Um, Jade went for Jaded quite early on, and Statland just got out of it and then hit, I think they called it Saturday Night Fever. It used to be called yeah. Big Bang Theory. I think they call it Saturday Night Fever, no, don't they? Um, I prefer the Big Bang Theory. And yeah, that was it. Straight. One minute, boom, new type, new new champion. And yeah, I think we all had a bit of an emotional moment. I saw Pete Dantra on the room. It was great. <laughs> it was excellent. Right. Next up then, we're on to the end. We'll, we'll talk first about, before we talk about the match, we'll talk about the emphasis of the match. So first of all, Jungle Boy just comes out like, yo, I'm Jungle Boy. What up? We're not doing any special entrances, are we? Fine. And then everyone else did a special entrance. <laughs> it's the most Jungle yeah. Boy thing ever, isn't it? Like it's just like, hi, I'm Jungle Boy. I'm, I'm really happy to be here. And then Sammy's like, so Sammy came out with the cue cards and uh, Ty, Mello. Um, and Look lovely. Yeah, they announced via the media with cue cards that they were having a baby, which was awesome. Yeah. Sammy had new music as well. He did have new yeah, music, yeah. I mean, is, 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 this, is this is finally he's a fucking face music? Like, well, it um... was, um, it's by uh, Montezzi who does uh, Swear's podcast. Oh, nice. So, was, um... Montezzi, like, released it immediately. <laughs> um, they also had the video of him just beating up the four pillars as well. Like yeah. in his entrance video. Well, that's been that's been his entrance video, just like the little Dragon Ball Z sort of themed one. Ah, uh, but it was specifically him beating up yeah. the four pillars. It's it's, it's it always changed. it's always been Darby, hasn't it? But they've put the others in as well. It, yeah. yeah, it was Darby, Hangman, and someone, and Eddie Kingston in his previous one, and this right. one was the four pillars. Yeah. Um. Also, Sammy's gear was like a big call out to the Miz, which was weird. It was wild, yeah. wasn't it? I thought he looked a bit like him. Sort of multi Yu Gi Oh GX. Yes. That's what it reminded me of. You set of Kyber Energy. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was only because of like the logo he had on his ass where it was like the Miz like logo. Luminati style thing yeah. on his coat. So, so it's a battle. So, so, so Sammy's bringing a life into this world. So in Darby's little video, he kills someone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he got Elvis to um, get rid of the body, which was so nice. MGF. So Darby's video: a guy wearing an MGF mask is in a wedding chapel with an Elvis like impersonator about to conduct a ceremony, and Elvis is like asking in an Elvis voice, "Where's your bride?" So the Darby runs in and like just fucking kills him, like in cold blood, and gives Elvis the skateboard, like hold on to this, and Elvis is doing like a little dance, and then he's like, "Right now, you need to help me get rid of the body." <laughs> it's like, what the <laughs> fuck is actually happening? <laughs> Yeah, oh. and then Darby skateboarded down in an Elvis jumpsuit, so that maybe was re- he that murdered was, Elvis. That, that was really yeah. cool. That like he come down like an actual ramp, like an actual vert ramp, like they put inside yeah. the side of the, the arena. Um, which is impressive when you consider apparently on BTE, Brandon Cutler said they had an NFL, an NHL game there the, the day before. Um, yeah. So they actually had to do like a same day loading, and they started at three in the morning. And they still weren't done. Like they were like, this needs to be done in three hours. Yeah. And it was like eleven a.m. So yeah, so Darby maybe killed two people. Who knows? He's a face. Please cheer him. Um, <laughs> and then yeah, uh, MGF like descended from like the ceiling on a throne in like the most Triple H way possible. They, this was fucking badass. So the orchestral MGF music. Um, obviously, as you say, MGF was like fucking salt the earth Shao Kahn on that on that throne <laughs> descending down. Um, it was so badass. Um, very, very, very cool entrance. Um, and 
the match did not disappoint either. It was so good, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, this was like, a, this was a bit of an uneven pay per view, wasn't it? But this match was a luxury of a match of the year contender. Like it was so so good. Yeah. 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 Um, it had so much in it as well. Like the the submission bits were just unbelievable. And it, and you know what my favorite spot was where they all did their wrestle dad's moves. Yeah. Yeah. So like it was like um, Darby did a scorpion death drop. Jungle Boy did a, a kill switch. Um, Sammy did. Um, think Walls. Walls Jericho, yeah, and then um, MJF did the crossroads. So good. Yeah. yeah, it was a didn't didn't Sammy do a Judas effect actually in that spot? Oh, he was might it? Have done, yeah, yeah, the yeah. submission. It was when they were all him move submissions. Yeah, yeah. Um, MJF was such a bastard in this match as well like he was phenomenal as as he always is um i, I feel like sammy was the real star of the match though as much like as that, you hate to say <laughs> well that derby the the match itself was all about derby and mjf like yeah. they i feel like they're the two who are going to carry on feuding out of this Mm-hmm. Um, I'm probably gonna do Jungle Boy and Sammy, maybe. Who knows? But what, what's that? Darby and MGF carrying on their feud? Maybe to maybe to um all in? Maybe with added gold? No, 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 no. Thank you. Um, but it Sammy like just did so many cool things, and it looked like he really kind of like sort of tightened it up as well. Like sometimes when he does moves, it looks like. Almost like he's not got control over the move, whereas well, yeah. it was it was such a so obviously they're all very different wrestlers, aren't they? But there was such a perfect balance in, by the all oh, that so you had like Sammy's like willingness to do stupid moves, Darby's willingness to take stupid moves, and then in between all of that, you had like MGF and Jungle Boys with their like really solid technical base, just holding the whole thing together. Like yeah. the, the the spot that sort of was the case in point of this was when Sammy hit a top rope Spanish fly to the outside on Darby onto Jungle Boy and. Um, Jeff, which was just fucking lunacy, and, and I was what just laying bit? there laughing. <laughs> the bit that I love was um, when um, and Jeff started running the ropes, but did not um, jump over the ropes because he said famously in an interview, like in on Twitter, in deleted tweet, you know, don't don't do the big things. You don't need to do them. He, just wrestle. He said that in his press conference after the match. Yeah, he said well, he that. Said that why in a deleted tweet? Didn't he? Yeah, he said, "Why would I? Why would I be stupid and like do a dive when I can let the other guys take each other out, and then I can just like pick the bones?" Yeah. Um. There was a really, really dark bit in the middle as well, where MJF was like to Sammy, like he got a mic, got on the mic, and was like to Sammy, "Look, Sammy, you, you've got a baby on the way. I can, I can literally support mm. you with that." And give oh, this, that was like, that was so life changing. Like, that was so grim. Where he was like, "Yeah, Sammy, think about your family, man. Think about your baby. Like, let me pay you." Like that, that was that was the bit where um, I thought, "All right, Sammy's the MVP of this match because it was like his facial expressions and his reaction to it all." It was just like, "Yeah, Sammy's fucking killing it here." Where he's like, "Yeah, you're, you're right. I've I've got to do the right thing." And then MJF goes like so slowly to cover him. And Sammy just like rolled him up dead quick, and I like it was like two point nine again. It was yeah. there, there was a lot of really really close like near falls in this match. 
Um, and th- there was there was a lot of, as I say, just great bastardry from MJF. Yeah, nice little callbacks as well. Yeah, like Darby yeah. hitting the coffin drop on MJF, but then like basically blowing the pin because you wanted to take him take him with a headlock takedown. Yeah, he would have won it, wouldn't uh, he? That's what cost him the match. Yeah. Yeah. And oh. then obviously Darby had Jungle Boy like dead to rights. He goes for the coffin drop because Sammy was about to hit the six thirty on him, wasn't he? Yeah. And um, well, well, before, had... before before that, we'll talk, before we talk about that, um, MGF brought the belt in and Jungle Boy like ripped it off him and like shoved him out the ring. And then it was like there was a oh. moment where like was Jungle Boy going to use the belt on Darby? Yeah, Darby had he had Darby banged to rights, didn't he? Yeah, like, he, could, he could have hit him with the belts, but he, he sadly couldn't do it. And then that cost Jungle Boy because he wasn't he wasn't willing to go. That's the that's the um, origin of Jungle Boy's heel turn that's coming, isn't it? Well, as you said, like right at the end, there was all the other three guys all showed why they couldn't win. So Darby had the win, but then he he, he wanted to like you know beat MGF with the move that he he, he had that resentment to MGF from, from their previous match. He wanted to beat him with the same move. Jungle Boy had them had the match won, but he wasn't he wasn't willing to use the belt to get the win, so he didn't win. And then Sammy probably could have won, but he ended up he, he had to go to the top rope and do something silly, and that cost him because Darby threw him it- out the ring. It was all down to their own pride that they kind of yeah lost, like themselves the match yeah like the pride that comes before the fall so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, Darby obviously had to had to hit MJF with the the headlock takeover. I think when Darby eventually does beat MJF, it will be because of that move. Yeah, yeah. But it just it it's just like laying the sort of groundwork for it, isn't it? Um, Obviously, Sammy had to. He, he had Jungle Boy knocked out with the GTH, but he had to hit a six thirty to kind of put like an exclamation point on it. And then Darby with the same, like, oh sorry, Jungle Boy could have just hit Darby with the belt, and won, but didn't want to win that way. And it's yeah. like what um, Christian said, wasn't it, in his um, little promo as well? Like, if he the, gets his head out of his ass, like, yeah, he's the best. He just needs a killer instinct. Yeah. Uh, Darby went for the coffin drop and then as he was about to hit it on Jungle Boy um, MGF put the belt on top of him so he landed on the belt oh, that was mm-hmm. fucking brilliant yeah and then as he like sort of bounced up MGF grabbed him headlock takeover and then pinned him yeah that was so good Um, and he, he wasn't he wasn't at all gloating about that in the press conference afterwards <laughs> not at all um, yeah, yeah, MGF is like fucking cooking in his title defence isn't he like that's two for two now Tony's fear when he starts talking about WWE like out loud as well was amazing. When he named when he literally named Nick Khan and Triple H. Yeah. <laughs> and he just said to Tony, hey, I'm up, Tony. <laughs> He's like, don't worry about it, but maybe worry about it. Yeah. Um <laughs> I, I also um I feel as though MJF is going to be facing someone big at Forbidden Door, provided he isn't injured. Yeah, obviously... so we'll, talk, we'll talk about that, because it looked like so he did a top row powerball on Derby, didn't he? And it looked like he sort of landed badly on his wrist. Well, he, he had his wrist taped up um, during the uh, press conference. Like, it was a, it was in a cast. Oh, damn. Um, so, like, and he, you, even, like, little things, like, he, he went, he said, like, someone asked him a question, he went, yeah, my wrist's fucked. Like no one outright asked him, "How's your ri-? like? What do you think you've done?" But then he just out like kind of dropped it. He went, "Yeah, my wrist's fucked." Right, um, and he had a cast on. He went to pick up the belt with that hand, and then nearly dropped it and was like, "Oh shit!" And, like switched hands very quickly. Um, 
So yeah, ho- hopefully he's all right. Um, and it's not a major injury. I mean, what one thing that was kind of compared to was like Adam Cole did the similar thing when he was NXT champion, mm. where he he, he injured his wrist. Uh, I think he might, I think he broke it. Um, and he took he took a little bit of time off, and then he just he was able to kind of work through it in a safe way where he wouldn't like cause lasting damage to his wrist. Yeah, he just he just had to be smart about how he did things. I was going to say um, like, the, the sort of the sort of upside here is like he doesn't have to wrestle now probably until like maybe Forbidden Door, maybe um, All In, maybe even the next pay per view. They could probably like they could they could legitimately have a reason why he doesn't have to wrestle Forbidden Door because he, he doesn't have to defend the belt, there, does he? So. Yeah, and, and he, he can just throw the New Japan one on the line. That's fine. Well, I based on what he said about New Japan, I feel like we might be getting MJF and Okada. Are we not getting Mox and Okada? Well, I don't know because I thought that was coming at Dominion, and then no, obviously it's the, the trios belt, isn't doing it? The trio, they're doing the trios one with Claudio, which I mean, yeah, that'd be nice. But yeah. Mox and Akada makes sense, but also New Japan probably would want that on like a Wrestle Kingdom or something. Ugh. But if that, if that happens at Wrestle Kingdom, I'm not gonna be okay. I, I mean, I, I I think I think because like they've had MJF kind of say, "I want competition. I want the best in the world because I'm the best in the world." Obviously, that implies something to someone within AEW, mm-hmm. but also. You could make the argument that a card is very much considered the best in the world. So he is, isn't he? It, it's like a natural person who MJF can just wrestle, can have a relatively safe match with, and if he's injured, he he can work through that quite easily. And it's another thing MJF can then go, Oh, I beat the best in the world and I had a dodgy wrist. Oh, like Brit. Yeah. Exactly. Right then. <laughs> Main event time, Anarchy in the <gasps> Arena. Um, so yeah, we start off with the entrances and oh I my remember, god, I can't remember the name of the band. What Jay, do you want to help me out there? Violent Idols, Violent Idols, they were playing, so they're the guys who did Moxie's original theme. Mm-hmm. Uh. Um, and they started out playing Wild Thing, and then as is tradition now, apparently, they just kept going for like oh. 10 minutes. I explained this to Dot. I was like, last time they, it just kept looping, and it felt like a hell. It felt like a fever dream. Uh, so this end, this kept going all the way until the books went up the ramp, and like sort of murdered the. But they, well, they approached the singer, at which point he like unzipped his jacket to reveal a BCC shirt, and then they got super kicked him. Yeah. Oh. Which was excellent. Um, the first like five minutes of this match were just fucking chaos. You couldn't tell what was going on because like the cameras I... couldn't keep up. So there was a bit at the start of this where I really was was struggling to get into it because it was very I don't want to say formulaic. No, I don't I don't want to say formulaic, but it was very like uh, like the elite do the stuff where they're just getting all the shit in at the start. Yeah. And I was just kind of like, well, what made the first one so good was that it was just chaos. Like they went and brawled <laughs> and then they didn't go near the fucking ring for about like 10 15 minutes until they needed to, whereas they were doing all the stuff in the corners, they were doing all like getting, yeah. as I say, getting all the shit. And I was just kind of like, they're oh, very I meticulous, hope. aren't they? Like, like it felt yeah. like an elite match, yeah, yeah. And I was like, this shouldn't feel like this, it should feel like a BCC match, it should feel like 
they're in they're, deep water. They're in fucking trouble if they don't adapt to their style. Um, I mean, within the first that's five exactly minutes, what happened. Within the first five minutes, Rick Knox was just bleeding. <laughs> yeah. Didn't, didn't Claudio open him up? Probably. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, there were some really nice callbacks though as well. So like Kenny and Moxie started wrestling around the poker chip, which obviously oh, throws back to like God. Moxie's debut. Um, and it turns out it was the back of it was covered in glass and barbed wire, which everyone went into. So that was fun. It was so good. Yeah. Also, shout out to the jackets. The jackets were amazing. Yeah. Um, Matt Jackson got big swung like out in the concessions area, which was great. Into a bin. Yeah. Into a bin. Yeah. And then, and then Paul and drove onto a flatbed truck. Onto the bed of a truck. Yeah, it was so good. It was uh, fantastic. Right now, we're gonna have to have a little conversation here. <clears throat> A lot of people are going to tell you that this Anarchy in the Arena wasn't as fun as last year's. It wasn't as, you know, crazy, like stuff didn't happen. You have to remember that Matt Jackson super kicked John Moxie in the face and his shoe exploded. <laughs> yeah, that's weirdly, that's been very div- divisive. I know what the internet's like, but um, I enjoyed it immensely. I, I thought it was cool. Um, it was like a nice little um, thing to like the barbed wire. Exploding barbed I mean, wire. Can, can we just put some fucking Both respect things. on John Moxie for taking an exploding kick to the fucking face? <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I, um, I thought it was cool, but I thought it should have took Mox out of the match. Like, Mox, Mox came back like the fucking devil. <laughs> I like that, though. I like that, like, he comes back from these, like, horrific things, and, like, he comes back worse. And, like, what did he do? He took... We took Matt's shoe off and then dropped his bare foot onto Thumbtacks. <gasps> so good. And, and then, then, and then filled his mouth with Thumbtacks and got Claudio to uppercut as hard as he could. Yeah. Oh. Uh, they also dropped Nick face first onto the Thumbtacks. Yeah. Um. Oh, Ken- uh, Danielson fucking took out the entire elite like by himself with big psycho knees. He did. Yeah. And then right at the end, as as I predicted... Hangman got brained with a fucking screwdriver. Again. Oh, my By God. User. There was a really cool moment that as well when, um, when Danielson and Hangman were in the ring and, Dan- and Hangman just slowly, like, slowly took his eye patch off and he's like, my eye's fine, bitch. And then, like, pulled out a screwdriver out of his pocket and was like, yeah, now it's time. Well, he threw the, um, threw the eye patch at Danielson and said, keep that, you're going to need it, and then yeah. pulled the screwdriver <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, because you, screwdriver time. You know what was so good about Danielson in this match was that he was literally covered in everyone's blood but his own. Yeah, yeah. there was a point where he was like, just like beating the piss out of Matt Jackson on the outside and his right hand was just bright red with blood and it wasn't his. <laughs> it was just... he, he was li- literally got out of this match completely unscathed. Yeah. It's because um, what I like about it, about it, it was very, it was very Danielson in the way of like he was directing. It felt like he was like influencing the turn yeah. of the match. Like he was directing. Like he's like... There's obviously not like that ringleader, but like he's like he's the one who holds the leash of of everybody in he, the he's, club. He's the kind of brains of the operation. Yeah, and Mox is the attack dog, and they like go there, like fuck shit up. You know what I mean? Punch that man, make yeah. him bleed, stab him with a fork. Yeah, um, Mox was exactly. uh, Mox did like at one point just stab Kenny repeatedly with a fork as well. Um, you, you should probably it mention was that. Um, Kenny gives Danielson a one winged angel, but Yuta breaks the pin up. Oh, I, I thought that was. My heart. A, I, I thought. thought I think um, BCC, one of the BCC, are going to be the first to kick out of the angel. You know. Yeah, I, I do. 
I think Takesta is. <gasps> well, anyway, we'll get to this now. So, towards to get to the finish now, um, Hangman goes for a buckshot, but Don Callis is in at ringside. He gives you a screwdriver. He hits um, Hangman with a screwdriver. Wait um, yeah, Omega goes for the one-wing danger on Utah, but then Callis gets in the ring. Omega's like, right, I'm putting you down. It's fucking pain time. Um, yeah. And he's about to kill... The one from the BCC, like, really tries to stop him either. No. Like, they're not really bothered about the safety of Don Callis, which I like. So Kenny's about to V-trigger Callis, but then all of a sudden, someone runs into the ring and knees Kenny. Um, they take off the. I mean, it was pretty bad disguise because of you know, obvious features, but they take off the disguise and it's Takeshita. It was like that time it was Don Callis, though, wasn't it? Like the same thing mm. as the cameraman. Yeah. Um, and then Yuta hits Kenny with a screwdriver and then pins Kenny Omega. Yuta pins Kenny Omega for the win. And and, and then they all celebrate and give Yuta hugs, uh, and it's very uh, funny. <laughs> the best belt machine, Wheel Yuta. <laughs> the real best belt machine. He's one and zero against Kenny Omega, and then afterwards, it's insane. Just, afterwards, just for a exclamation mark, Don Callis just chokes Kenny out with his belt. Yeah, I mean, it, it clearly shows that Danielson's punishments for user worked. Well, he took he, him out to a he took him out to a hike. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, he, took, he took him on a hike and made him do like a workout on bridges, in Vegas. <laughs> and as, and as, we, as, as we all said a few weeks ago when Takeshita got like screwdrivered, this was like the initiation, wasn't it? That was the, the beginning of it. The bleeding. Like, yeah. The bound by blood. But yeah, and there we go. Oh. So if only Kenny had some friends he could call to help. N- well, not some friends who don't give a shit about Kanosuke Takeshita, apparently. He specifically said he's got two friends coming. Um... Now, obviously, one of them, we know who it is. Yes, yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we've re- is we've, it, got, we've it, got to reform the Super Elite. It's the only way. It, is it gonna? <laughs> is it gonna be Chase Owens and Bad Luck Farley? Oh God. Ugh. Aaron Hanare. Hamatonga. Someone else. No, thank you. Just Aaron Hanare twice. Just. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah I, so there you go. That's that's double or nothing. Um, the PCC stand tall. Um, do you want to give Blackpool it a full Cinnabon Club? Do, Blackpool Cinnabon Club. Do you want to give it a a score out of ten, everyone? Uh, I'd I'd give it a seven. Um, I think when it was bad, it was pretty bad. But there was matches that um that really 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 kind of saved the show and like obviously the four pillars this um the tbs championship match was fantastic the ladder match was really fun the trios title match was fun the battle royal that lull in the middle like genuinely i think it was it was it felt for me felt like it was on the way to being one of the worst aw shows they've actually were on I mean, to be point. fair, considering the only bad one is the one with Matt Hardy got concussed, like that's pretty. Um... I think. Um, oh, I don't know. The, really the well. first revolution I thought was pretty shit, except for the main event. That orange um... versus Pack, didn't it? Is that? That orange Cassidy versus Pack. Mm, I thought it was full gear. That was the revolution just for lockdown, wasn't it? 
Yeah. Pete made a very good point though saying um, there's some matches that I'm really looking forward to on this but I'm not excited for the overall pay-per-view so spoiler alert for um, next week's uh, fantasy booking which is with Tom Clark um, who I've guested on his podcast two weeks running somehow um, we, we kind of like spoke about it and we were like I'm more excited for All In than I am this and Forbidden Door. Mm-hmm. And it, it feels almost, it felt almost like so was Tony Khan. Okay, so can I, Jay, can I, can, I just, can I just bring some receipts here? Yes. So, all right, Revolution 2020. I, I, I've i got very f- f- fuzzy memory of this, which is why I'm saying I thought it was worse. But so it started good. with Jake Hager versus Dustin Rhodes. When Dustin Rhodes did a kiss on Jake Hager's wife, which was... Okay, no, was thank bad. you. Uh, Darby versus Sammy Guevara went five minutes. I can't remember anything That was that very much. good. That was very right. good. So this is, this is what you were saying is one of the worst they did reviews. The next match, Kenny Omega and Adam Page versus the Young Bucks. Oh, my God. Oh, was that that was show? Best match. Yeah. Yes. I... I need to go back and rewatch that match because I honestly can't remember it. I know it was good, but I... It was... I, oh. Then we also had MGF beating Cody. We had Nyla Rose beating Chris Statlander. We had Pac beating Orange Cassidy and then Moxie beating Jericho for the title. What was the one with um, Janela and Spears on then? Was that Full Gear? The first Possibly. Full Gear? I don't know. Am I getting that mixed with that? E- either way, um, I I feel like it was... It was definitely heading towards. It was definitely in the first year. It was definitely heading towards like, no, he did. That full gear was Mox and Kenny, wasn't it? I don't yeah, for like that know. much. Yeah, um, it was the double or nothing. Nah, no, double or nothing. It, either way, yeah, I'm, I'm. It was, it was going towards the territory of the worst AEW show. I don't think it was. I think there's ones where I've thought, eh, but yeah. Obviously, clearly not that one. My memory isn't what it fucking <laughs> used to be. I apologize. Yeah, so you're saying seven, Jay Fay, you're saying eight. Yeah, um, I think for me, I think I got everything I wanted. Even though, like, the way, like, those lulls, I think the matches that I was excited for, they really delivered for me. Um, so, yeah, I got what I wanted from this pay per view. Yeah, so I've been on the fence here. Like I really did not care for the unsanctioned match and like the first three quarters of the tag match, but that was the only they were the only match I didn't enjoy. Um, mm-hmm. and everything else I was kind of really into. Even like yeah. the Tony Storm, Jimmy Hater, like the bottle, whatever that was, that was that was enough for me. Um, so yeah, I think I'm gonna go like seven point five, maybe. Mm-hmm. I just went for an eight because I had all of my boys in that last match. I mean, it's got and a legit. I couldn't be happier. It's got like two legit like. Match of the year contenders there, depending based on what you like, whether it's Anarchy in the Arena, whether it's the Four Pillars match, like they were both excellent. Mm-hmm. Could even throw the Battle Royal in, to be fair. Yeah. That last five minutes, the Battle Royal was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, right, should we just wrap up with a bit of news uh, before we head off? Um, uh, we'll keep it brief because, yeah, yeah we're all fucking knackered. Um, should, should we talk about the GCW announcement, seeing as I saw it? Yeah, seeing as it's just happened. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, El Desperado's in the in tournament oh, survival. Little, it's gonna be so fucking violent. Little Despy, yeah. Oh, Deathmatch Despy. I can't fucking wait. His um, match with Mox definitely proved that he could fucking go. His match well. with Yuka Sai is fucking ten times better than that. Go watch that. 
It's okay. on New Japan World. Do, do you want some more breaking um, news? Yeah. Go on. Um, PW Insider has reported that MGF's forearm is banged up, but the belief is that he is okay, it's not broken, and he will not miss any in ring time. Woo! Yeah. Um, should we do a quick little um, preview of Tournament Survival scene as it's this Saturday? Yeah, go for it. And it's like GCW's equivalent of DOA. It's basically GCW's deathmatch tournament. The winner gets a title shot against uh, the GCW world champion in a um, cage of survival match. That'd be Matthew um, So the part is currently Matthew Slamovich, but she is defending it that weekend as well. Um, so the participants are El Desperado, as just announced, uh, Rina Yam- Yamashita, um, yes. Rata Sagira, who I've got no idea who those two are, but the crazy Japanese um, deathmatch wrestlers, which means they're probably going to do some mental shit. Um, Joey Janela, Sawyer Wreck, Casey Kirk, John Wayne Murdoch, Cyclope, Miedo Extreme, Extremo, Matramont, and Green Phantom, who is a Canadian deathmatch wrestler who was fucking mental. Yeah, there's some um, stuff there. Yeah, I, I can't wait. I bet you Joey Janela gets a uh, Despy. <laughs> I, I, re- I really want it. I really want it to be Rena versus Despy, but I reckon Joey will. Just because. Fair. Uh, anything else before we head off? Anyone? Want, anything else you want to put in? Um, BC may be very like, sad. Suppose we should talk quickly. Run down the results of uh, the other show. Show me WWE one. Oh, Seth won the title. There you go. Seth, Seth won the world title. Uh, Jimmy Uso turned on Roman Reigns. Cody, Seth, fabulous. Him. Cody lost. Yeah, Cody passed out yeah. because Cody Kimura. passed out because Brock did did a Kimura. Um, let's see what else. Oh, um, yeah, that was it, really. Just and I want to end on just because, like, I want it. I'm pushing my own agenda here. Um, during the post show of Double or Nothing, Tony Khan asked, um, about Goldberg potentially wrestling his retirement match at All In. Nope. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, and he said he's actually spoken to him. Oh, no. Well, I'm gonna one up you yeah. and say that, um, Orange Cassidy wants to do a match with Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah, and that's what we should talk. That's what we should be talking about. I I was gonna say uh, also um, he's which is much cooler. Another legend uh, is that Tony Khan has also said that he's spoken to Jushin Thunder Liger to potentially present the winners with the uh, Owen Hart Cup tournaments. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Also, another quick one because you know it's a it's a big one. Uh, it is New Japan Dominion. Which is like their equivalent of like SummerSlam uh, at the weekend. So I'll quickly run the card through that because it's got it's got some forbidden door uh, implications. So uh, the IWGP United States number one contenders match: Will Ospreay versus Lance Archer. The winner will face Kenny at Forbidden Door. Um, just five guys: Taichi du- Duki, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, and Takamichinoku versus LIGA. Uh, Titan, Bushi, Shingo, and Tetsu Unito. The IWGP Junior Tag Team Championships Intergalactic Jet, Jet Setters. Uh, the team of Kashida and Kevin Knight defending against Catch 2-2, which is TJP and Francesco Akira. Zack Sabre Jr. versus Jeff, Jeff Cobb in a rematch for the uh, New Japan World TV Championship. Unified IWGP and, and New Japan Strong Tag Titles. Bishamon, 
uh, versus House of Torture versus the United Empire for the vacated titles. Um, the G1 Climax lineups will be announced, so we will be talking about that next week. Oh, my God. Announce Brian Danielson, you scum. Um, <laughs> do, do it, Gado, you fuck. Um, David That's Finley. That's yeah, no No, thank you. Um, Dave, <laughs> David Finley defending the uh, Never Openweight Championship against ELP. Uh, the Never Openweight Six-Man Tag Team Championships. Oh. Okada, Tanahashi, and Ishii versus Blackpool Combat Club. Including Shota Umino, who probably going to be in blood and guts, you lads. Um, <gasps> and finally, uh, the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship, Hiromu Takahashi against the winner of Best of the Super Juniors, which was Master Watto. What? Oh. Um, <laughs> and the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, Sanada defending against the day, de- well, returning slash debuting Yota Suji, who Fantastic. is. A big, big man. And, um, yeah, we briefly mention um, Nigel McGuinness. <laughs> what about uh, Danielson? What he said at the press conference. <laughs> I want it to happen. Nigel's fine. Uh, yeah, yeah we'll, fine. Uh, just to sign off with then, also, it is, as we record this on Monday, it is Takeshita's birthday as well. He's reborn, apparently, and yeah. the elite was the greatest. <laughs> so yeah there you go we'll find out all of that next week uh, yeah so that's going to do it for us this week then um, we'll be back next week to talk all about the fallout from this and other bits of pro wrestling goodness uh, we're also going to I think we'll preview uh, Atomics we'll go into that week yes. out on Army, so we'll talk a bit, little bit about that uh, yeah so we'll see you all next week take care and goodbye bye bye Hello, yes, Danhausen here. Danhausen has been summoned. You must love this podcast, Housen, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Housen. <laughs>